0: Yes, hello there, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's Tyron here once again from podcast Destroy and Deliver. It's the 14th of the 8th, 2020. And once again, I greet you in the name above every other name, the name of my beloved Savior, even Jesus Christ, my Lord. But before we get into what we're going to discuss today, I want, just want to give a shout out to those who have aided me in this, time, in this difficult time for me. You know who you are. Uh, I'm truly grateful. I thank you very much for your assistance and may the Lord bless you richly. Today we're doing Life Journey, Episode 3, and we're calling it Faith, so let's move straight into it. Faith, an essential for the Christian's walk. Why? Without faith it is impossible to please God. Nevertheless, we need to understand how to apply it correctly if we are to ever please our Heavenly Father. And who doesn't want to please their Heavenly Father? So the only way we're ever going to uh, uh, please our Heavenly Father is to apply ourselves to the faith that He's given us to bring Him glory, right? We got it. Faith could refer to confidence, trust, reliance, conviction, belief, or assurance to name but a few of its replacements. The tricky part with applying ourselves to faith correctly is the slant so many have on the subject. It is imperative that we understand the biblical truth behind faith and we must find the grace to apply it correctly into our lives god has given his children access into his storerooms of grace it is freely available and its doors are never shut thank you father bless your name we are truly grateful for the storerooms of grace let's explore biblical faith with the intent of keeping it simple what is the definition of faith well chapter 11 of hebrews is the faith chapter, but it starts out from the outset, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, and it reads like this, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction, or as other translations say, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is an individual's pledge, believing in a hope that they will eventually receive, even though it is unseen to the naked eye. We can only see it, by the sight given to our spiritual eyes, which are the eyes of faith. The danger behind faith's entrapment is this. Because faith is an immaterial substance, it allows the gainsayer to throw in extra goodies into the mix that they feel will, will tickle people's ears to get them racing down the rabbit hole. Their strength lies with people's will to satisfy their essential desires. In other words, if it appeals to us and offers worldly benefits, profits for us in this world, in this life, then it is swallowed, hook, line and sinker. But only to those who are carnally minded. The baby in Christ is in danger and we, must, and we need to protect them from such poison. Whatever a baby gets in their hands, you've often noticed and see it go straight into their mouths. Christian, this is what we must chase with all we have. We must search out God's grace to implement this truth into our lives. But before we get there, let us use a secular example to highlight the point. A spaceship needs fuel to propel it into outer orbit. It's not as if the engineer sends out a jerry can on the back of a truck to the nearest gas station. That would would be ridiculous. That they would never do. They search out the best of the best when fueling the rocket. Its makeup consists of a complicated concoction which in turn enables a rocket to get the best propulsion possible. The best of the best for the best results with no cost spared. Why then would we as Christians settle for anything less? Here is the formula. Faith plus the word of God equals evidence of the hope to come. Faith plus the Word of God equals evidence of the hope to come. When we value the voice of God and apply it into our lives, even if we really don't understand it, let's face it, some truths are hard to swallow, but swallow it we must. We must swallow everything God has to say to us if we want to be recorded in the record books of faith. Faith not fed by the Word of God will only ever produce pseudo-faith. Why? Because if God's voice is not behind our faith, how will that benefit us in the ages to come? How will that benefit us in heaven? It won't. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for the faith that will glorify my Heavenly Father and bring praise to my glorious Savior. Any other type of faith I want, absolutely nothing to do with. The writer of Hebrews has this to say about true faith. And let's read from Hebrews chapter 11 and we'll read from verse 13 through to 16. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland, if they had been thinking of the land from which they had gone out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Do you desire a better country? Do I desire a better Do we really truly desire the, the better country? Do we really, really embrace through faith the hope that is ours in Christ Jesus, heaven and all its glory? Or are we always hankering from what we can get out of this world but as it is they desired a better country that is a heavenly one and those people those that are in the mix those who can be crossed into that group and I pray with everything we have that we would find the grace to apply ourselves and find ourselves amongst that number then leaves us with this wonderful affirmation from God and the writer of Hebrews, and this is what it reads, and this is how it reads, this is what it says, Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared for them a city. Oh, how long to be amongst that number. And you? My encouragement to all would be, feast on the Word of God. God's voice, given freely, is available to all in and through the written Word, the Holy Bible. Avoid myths, and the statics that, from all the opinionated voices of today, there's so many channels with so many blinkered ideas that it's easy to get lost in the mayhem of it all. And then Paul encourages Timothy, and I want us to take these words and make it our own. But as for you, Christian, as for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering. Do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. 2 Timothy 4 verse 5. Let me leave you with this encouragement. Let us look to Moses' example and learn from it. It's imperative that we understand this. Take this and make it our own. Our Father, give us the strength, I pray, all your children to actually take this and make it our own. And it reads like this. Hebrews 11 verse 24 and 25. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, Refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. He was found by Pharaoh's daughter in the bulrushes. He was taken into the king's palace. He lived and he was under the rule of the king. He was entitled to everything that the king had to offer him. But what did he do? He refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. He did. Instead of what? Choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. No wonder. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called His God. And no wonder He's prepared a a city for Moses. I pray that we would learn from this. We would take it and make it our own. May God the Holy Spirit, please, Lead us into all truth on this topic. Open our eyes, Father, that we may see correctly. Take the wax out of our ears, I pray. Be blessed, Christian, in the finished work of the cross. we finished. Thank you for your time. It's valued. I treasure it. Signing off. Tyra.